Now, a day out from the federal government's mid-year budget update and the drip feed of new measures continues. Does that sound like deja vu? This morning, it's more nipping and tucking to cut or reprioritising around $10 billion in spending in the battle to help ease inflation. Let's get more on what we know. The ABC senior business correspondent Peter Ryan joins us. Peter, this is a daily event, you know, a bit like the main budget in May when it seems like just about everything gets pushed out before the big day. Yeah, good morning, Tom. It, it always makes you wonder what's going to be left when they drip feed this information out. But there's yeah. uh, clearly going to be a bit more information that we'll be seeing tomorrow morning. And uh, today we've been hearing from the Finance Minister, Katie Gallagher. She's announced the mid-year update, which listeners will now know is uh, has the nickname of MyEFO. We'll have $9.8 billion in what's been billed as savings and reprioritisations across the budget, basically moving money around to get a better targeted to find room for other priorities or areas that need to be plugged. Just a few weeks ago, we saw some of these redirections in changes to infrastructure spending, uh, much of this designed to help cool inflation by taking money out of the economy. This makes a total of $50 billion since the 2022 election. In other words, uh, this is the fiscal action we often talk about from the government to complement the monetary policy measures or aggressive interest rate rises from the Reserve Bank to pull inflation down. So a lot of pressures and actions we spoke about yesterday, paying down debt faster because there's going to be an extra $80 billion over the next decade in uh, higher interest payments, with the update revealing much smaller budget deficits. And this morning, speaking to my colleague Sabra Lane, Katie Gallagher was playing down any optimism about a surplus being announced tomorrow, for now anyway. Uh, well, I think the Treasurer has made it clear that we won't be forecasting a surplus in my EFO. You know, we are working hard to get the budget in much better shape and it's not only our savings, but it's also looking at how we bank some of the revenue uh, to make sure that we are you know, doing what we can to put downward pressure on inflation, get the budget in much better shape and find room for other spending priorities and repairing the budget we inherited. Will there be new relief measures in next year's budget or are you hoping that now that inflation is easing, that won't be required? Well, we keep a watching eye on all of this. Um, Obviously, we've got our $23 billion worth of cost of living measures that are flowing out across the economy now. They're targeted and they're timed uh, so as not to add to the inflation challenge. Uh, But we've made it clear that we'll always uh, monitor um, the economic circumstances of the time and make decisions accordingly. Uh, But we'll obviously keep a watching eye on, on, you know, what we need to do to make sure that we are easing the pressure on households where we can, but not adding to the inflation challenges it moderates. It's the Finance Minister, Katie Gallagher. Peter Ryan's still with us. Peter, so we're unlikely to see a surplus being forecast tomorrow. We've just heard that from Katie Gallagher. But could we actually see one in the main budget, perhaps next May? What's the idea there? Well, this is sounding like a big possibility when you, you know, read between the lines with the language, especially with signs that the budget deficits uh, deficits are narrowing. Uh, we know the Treasury isn't forecasting a surplus now, but in the coming months, if the numbers line up and the planets line up, there could well be a surplus by May, which would be politically good, but 
in uh, this is the political world where surplus equals good, deficit equals bad. Of course, in the real world, it's not that simple where governments use deficits to boost a sluggish economy and to provide essential services we all take for granted. But don't expect to see that sort of uh, language from either side of politics, given that uh, my EFO is as much as a political game as anything else. OK, just while we've got you there, it's been pretty subdued on Wall Street this morning, I'm hearing. What's uh, going on there, Peter Ryan? Why the caution? Well, um, it might be a little bit of the silly season here if you put my info aside, of course, but nothing really slows down in the United States, even the lead up to Christmas. But basically what's happening, Tom, is that investors are waiting to see some really important inflation data in the United States um, over the next couple of days, which might actually see the headline inflation uh, rate slowing to 3.1% over the year in the US. The Federal Reserve has a a mandate of 2%, so it's getting slower all the time. Also, the Federal Reserve is starting a two-day meeting, so all eyes on um, what the interest rates decision will be, but also any changes in language that might see signs of interest rate cuts in the United States next year. Also, uh, later on this morning, locally, we'll be hearing from our Reserve Bank Governor, Michelle Bullock, in what's likely to be her final speech of the year. We know that Michelle Bullock's very hawkish on inflation, but we'll also be looking for any signs or changes in her language of interest rate cuts, or more importantly, if there's going to be another interest rate rise in February when the Reserve Bank Board comes back, if inflation comes in higher in the next quarterly CPI reading. Okay, Peter, thanks as always for joining us. It's the ABC Senior Business Correspondent, Peter Ryan, ahead of MAIFO.